Were you just counting uh, down was, we, well after the we, video? We count down every week, and I hadn't hit record. Cause you the, count down before you hit the promo. No, I count down before you and I come on. Tim. We've missed you terribly. Andrew and I have been fighting all morning. It's been bad. Look how crooked we are. Look at that. I told you. Do you think maybe just the table's been crooked this whole time? And that's what the issue is, that the table is not centered? And so... <laughs> the table's definitely... It's not even close to centered. Which way should we go? That way? Sorry, guys. This is really embarrassing. And we're back. <laughs> Still doesn't make me happy. Dylan, do you want to move the camera? It'll be fun. We do have a hand in here now. We have... We, we have two hands. We could... Oh. This is this is crazy. What is happening right now? I don't now? know. It's been Tim. We had work to do this week. We did. We, we had spent, actual work. It's like, it's like we spent twelve weeks being uh, wannabe televangelist. That's a word, right? Yeah. We spent sure. twelve weeks trying to figure out how to do all that, and now we have real people. We do. And like real people actual have real people problems. Human beings. Not online people problems. I mean, it's been it's been fun. I, I haven't had to edit nearly as much in the last two weeks, but this last week I spent every day with human beings, which was kind of cool. I haven't, I haven't Apparently the audio is a bit delayed. Again? I don't I said it. I test I did a test. <sighs> Guys, we're so sorry. This has just been I, a disaster of a morning. Some of us were here on time. I was in the parking lot, on the phone. Oh, were you doing important ministry things? Um, yes, I was. Oh. Very important. Oh, sounded to me like you were planning a vacation. It was a family reunion, not a vacation, and I wasn't supposed to talk about it yet, so thank you for that. <laughs> you could have had, you know, some other excuse of, no, Andrew, I was counseling somebody. People and are then, texting us. And the then, audio's off. This is just... And then kicked me under the table. I'm just going to leave. Is the audio delayed? FYI, audio is a bit delayed. Are the text messages we are receiving Well, right now. let's see. I did this last time live. I don't know what your week in ministry has looked like, but mine involved actual face-to-face -face human being meetings every single day for seven days straight, and I'm not complaining. People were asking, is it cool if we get together to talk? And I said yes. Absolutely. <laughs> as as a pastor. I would love to put some plexiglass between us. I've missed humans. And uh, one of those grandparent hug tents that people are making where you hug someone through a shower curtain. Those are so cool. And uh, get some human-to-human -human contact. Tim, would you say that it's also been an emotional week for you? It has been a rather emotional week. Because... I had a feeling that it was an emotional week because I got a text message yesterday that just said, just so you know, Tim started crying like a little girl okay. during the prayer of I don't know Second what happened. Service. That was weird. And uh, you If you need, were watching Second Service, like that was out of you, nowhere. And like, you need nowhere. to razz him about that because it was what ridiculous. What in the world? Like, I don't know where that, like, I didn't, I didn't mean for that to happen. First Service was, was great. I was able to maintain my composure. And second service, I, to be fair, I did share the story of a 14-year-old boy who was slaughtered 10 days ago uh, because of his faith in Christ. So, like, well, that good. Like that, that didn't help. Like, that was kind of in my head. As but it a, was, like, the prayer at the end of the sermon? It was right after that story was the prayer. So, I, I don't know. All I do know is that we've been uh, recording our intro for four minutes, so we should just go ahead and say. I'm Tim. This is Andrew. Yesterday was Sunday. And this. This. 
You could hit that, but now it's been twisted a little bit. Oh, bummer. Is the morning after. Get in there. Welcome to the Morning After Ministry Show, a caffeine-fueled look back on the week and ministry that was. Guys, if you're still watching this, we're why? sorry. Why are you we're, still watching this? We're sorry. This it's is, like we haven't done this 113 times. This is real. This is real life. And you can't be perfect every week, Tim. I know that I make it seem like it's easy to be perfect every week, but it turns out that not everybody can just be perfect every week. Good news. Jeff says we got it. The audio is, is where it should be. Um, Have you ever teared up in a sermon before? Has that just yes, never happened to you? But it doesn't happen to me every single week. It didn't happen to me last week. That last week was during the worship set, not during the sermons. That's better. Um, it. I mean, I, I Clayton was, says, but you wipe your eyes like a man, so it's all good. I was thinking of the online audience, like, ah, oh, they're gonna have to watch me wipe my eyes on camera because everybody else's eyes are closed. Wait, so are you saying that when you're watching a sermon online, you don't close your eyes to pray? I can't. What if my kids go crazy? <laughs> Um, I, I, I would say I've been – I would say less than once every two years would I cry in a sermon. You also sit down to preach. That's not that's, even real. That's a fairly new development. Tim, it's more of a conversational style, <laughs> mostly because I'm not trying to pull at people's emotions to elicit an emotional response. That's I'm fine. trying to actually penetrate the heart and the mind, not just be a single-faceted preacher. We could we could we could debate on some communication styles here, but we won't go there. That's all good. I, I still love you and I forgive you. Um, and and I love you, and I want you to know that the person that sent me that text message was your wife. I'm sure it was. It was your wife. I to, thought she was going to send you a different text message of a photo she took of me that I did not think was appropriate. Speaking of inappropriate photos, have I got a story for you? I don't know if I should share this story, and my wife might yell at me, but I'm going to share it. Tim, as you know, my wife's phone shattered back in March. The yeah, Apple Store has been closed. I couldn't, I couldn't get it fixed, um, and so I finally got an Apple Store appointment. Proud of you. I went and got my wife's phone fixed on Saturday. But when you go to the Apple Store now, the, like the entrance of the mall closest to the Apple Store, there's an Apple employee there. They're standing there to screen you, to take your temperature, all kinds of stuff, and then you have to like stand in there, only letting a few people in the store at a time. And so I feel bad for the other stores in the mall that are like, hey, all the Apple customers are standing outside of your store. And so for about seven minutes, I was stationed outside of what's that international mall. If you're not a Tampaite, it's the fancy it's the fancy pants mall. It's a nice so mall. I was standing outside of a uh, French expensive lingerie store. Interesting. And so jokingly, I sent my wife a picture inside the store and I was like, hey, anything you need me to pick up? <laughs> Because apparently I live here now because I've been standing there for so long. Ha, ha, ha. She thought That's it was funny. funny. I thought it was funny. funny. I deleted the picture from my camera roll. Yesterday, um, our kids are doing their Harbor Kids worship in a different part of the church. Sure. And as they were singing and playing, my wife took some pictures and sent them to me. And so after church, I was standing with my good friend Shirley Bragdon. Um, Lovely lady because we have a, church another staff. church that's that's meeting here. Love her, and uh, I was showing her the pictures that my wife had sent me. And of course, I had deleted the picture that I had sent my wife from my camera roll, but not the text S- message. So uh. I'm standing with Shirley, and I'm scrolling like, "Here's our kids worshiping. Here's our kids worshiping. Here's, Here's French me, lingerie. Me at a laundry store. <laughs> laundry store. La- laundry. Is that how it's? Called? I've never been in one. It's uh, 
it's Laun- very lingerie. Different. Yes, that's the word. And uh, oh, Andrew. And I tried to swipe as quickly as I could away from it, and she graciously did not say a word. But no, she didn't say anything. She didn't say. Just anything. pretended to not even see it. But it was weird. I knew it was weird. She knew it was weird. It was weird. That was my story. Wow. That was my story. <sighs> Jeff says, welcome to Couples Counseling with Andrew and Tim. <laughs> he just doesn't get me. Keith says, Tim, real men cry. Keith cries constantly. I've known him basically my entire life. I don't know that I've watched a single football game with him without him crying at some point. So he gets it. Spencer says, I he chimed into it. your live feed just at that time. I didn't know Tim was that pastor. Tim you is... chimed in in the last eight seconds of the live feed. Thanks for that, Spencer. Tim is Tim Go is enjoy that your pineapple swimwear. <laughs> there was a family photo of them in pineapples. Jeff says a laundry store would have been acceptable. <laughs> um, knowing what this mall charges for rent, I can't imagine a store selling Tide Pods would go more than three weeks paying rent in that mall. It's a very expensive mall. Why does our color look like that today? It's, I think I it's know. the filter on your camera because it doesn't look I don't like have that. A filter. There's no filter on this. I'm looking at the viewfinder and it doesn't look like that. You've got something going on there, bud. Filters. I don't know what... No filters. This is Maybe you need a filter on it. I don't know. We, it's OBS. It's free. It, we don't Maybe know what's happening money today. For real software. Riley says, I've seen Andrew cry. Um, And he gets extremely mad, isn't it? Wow. When have you seen me cry? Yeah, Justin Nyquist says, real men cry in private, never in front of anyone else. <laughs> James I, says, fun times yesterday. I had two people at our second service yesterday. I know I'm not supposed to worry about numbers, but I was pretty devastated. Yeah. As in two humans. I, I would be as well. We had, you know, my, my thought coming into the reopening season was, hey, we are going to be at about 50-ish percent week one. And then we'll grow by about 5 or 6% week to week to week. And that was not the case. Yeah. We were down from last week, and it was like a shot to the heart. I we was, were, that, we that, were down a bit. Our online presence was the same. Yeah. So I guess there's, there's that. Yeah. Well, and we were in Florida where coronavirus counts have been escalating over the past week or so. And so I get that people are saying, hey, I'm going to play it safe again. And we heard from several people, and it's also June, so people are going on vacation. So I knew certain people that were here last week weren't going to be here this week. You've just got a whole list of excuses I as do. to why people aren't showing up to church. But at the same time, it you was— You seem to be okay with all those things. No, I was I was expecting 10% more people, and it's it's such a little number. It is. It's like, eh, it's not that big of a deal, but still— You feel what, it. But you feel it. <clears throat> and that extra few chairs, you're like, mm. There were Man. there was about half the amount of people in second service as there was in first service. It is it is a different vibe preaching. Is that why you were crying? <clears throat> I don't, that that I, that I still cannot explain that at all. Jeff says he should probably sit more. It might help him sweat less. Is that the real reason you sit? <laughs> I mean, let's be real. It's a uh, it's a consideration. Ronald's preaching in big church Sunday, twenty five percent capacity. So it kind of feels like youth group. There you go. Twenty five percent is a pretty good youth group, though, right? If it's 25% of the whole church, yeah. Unless it's 25% of your typical youth group. That would not be good. That's not fine. That would not be good. But, uh, no, for me, the sitting was when we were doing the online church, I sat for that, and I realized I, I just like sitting. I'm a seated communicator. That's fine. There are many seated communicators out there. Do you occasionally stand, or do you sit the I entire time? I stand, like, at the prayers before and after, I think. 
I don't know. I should pay attention more. Clayton says it looks I should start, fine live. So maybe maybe, maybe it I looks, should I should start working on. Look at the difference between that and that. That is a massive difference. Boom I, and boom. I don't know. Um, we don't know how any of the technology here works. Stephanie says Tim does not cry in private, only in public. In the seventeen years we've been together, he has cried a handful of times in private. Do you cry in private? I cry. Steph, to be fair, I cried in the movie last night. I I was like what, masking that. What movie did you watch? Um, uh, when a monster calls or a monster calls. I feel like that was something that I should have seen like ten years ago and didn't. Twenty sixteen. Okay. Didn't see it. <clears throat> it was. It, I mean, it was like my my five year old was watching too. I was like, wow, this is some pretty heavy stuff. I finished Thor: The Dark World with my kids, and it is by far the worst MCU movie, and they watched it whatever um the uh, do you guys something. track your online analytics andrew do you track your online analytics as a church um i look up what facebook gives me i'm not keeping anything beyond that um what, we, we have an elder that tracks in detail all of our analytics and then compares them with about eight churches around our size in the area to see how we're doing and gives me those reports does every he other week or so. go through the actual like how long someone has been watching and mm-hmm. so you have eight other churches that are like hey here's all this information that i'm pulling i mean it's it's whatever he can get publicly yeah. but he runs some stuff for his company so he gotcha. he knows how to get information that i, I don't think i know i gotcha but he reports it back to me and it's been all good things for us for many weeks in a row so that's i'm not complaining i've been for the first time ever during this pandemic actually looking at our website analytics which has been exciting like hey Somebody from Uzbekistan is at safetyharborchurch.org. This is great. Jeff says, we did a grad Sunday this past Sunday. How many of you guys did grad Sunday? Did you honor your graduates this year, Andrew? Um, We had one graduate, and we did honor her. I'm glad to hear that. That was a couple weeks ago. Uh, Felt like we had a pretty full room to preach to each hour. Doubt it was the preacher, though. Sure, Jeff. Lindsay says, if you didn't used to do two services, when do you decide two services isn't needed when one of the service isn't near filling up? I've I've thought that, but there's no way we could do one. Mm -hmm. Like If there was 50 more people in our first service, we would have been way beyond max capacity. It's so funny to me that I keep hearing that more and more and more, that first service is being full. 930 is the killer hour for us. Again, 10, 12 years ago, all of the research said the exact opposite. Right. People want to sleep in. People want to go to breakfast. We have and had then, more of our young families like, no, no, no. say. I want to get to church and then <clears throat> yep. get get to my day. So our say, young family said if it, the service was earlier, we would attend that. As in earlier than 930. I, I don't know. 10 o'clock is about as <clears throat> early as I can do a service. We had people just crying out because 10 o'clock was way too late for them. You know, just, I'm just saying. You know people? why the Protestant service is traditionally at 10 a.m.? Why? Because Martin Luther, Tim, it's a church history 101 with Pastor Andrew. Let's go. Hey, everybody. You see, when Martin Luther <laughs> married Catherine, she was a Brewess, and Martin Luther would invite his students over to his house on Saturday night to discuss theology and partake in some of his wife's creation. And when you've had that much of your wife's creation, and the traditional 8 a.m. mass is upon you, suddenly you want to sleep in a little bit. So Martin Luther began to meet the Lutheran Church at 10 a.m. instead of 8 a.m., as was tradition in the Catholic Church in Germany at the time, because uh, he had to sleep one off after drinking too much beer the night before. 
That was Church History with Pastor Andrew. Well, Back to you, Tim. I grew up a Christian, so I wouldn't know anything about that stuff. I learned that in seminary. Lindsay says you, majority Theological seminary. of our families are 9 a.m. There's another one for an early one. Uh, Tyler says we added a safe service at 8 a.m. 700 people could sit in there. 10 showed up. What's a safe service? Is that like... Safe service. Is that like... It's in quotes. The, the sensory showing of at the movie theater where they leave the lights on and they turn the volume down a little bit? It's the same thing. Same thing? I love that. I'm a big fan of those. <laughs> From couples counseling to church history with Tim and Andrew, we were just uh, explaining to Dylan the joys of what's in the Bible with Buck Denver. It's and, a little old and, now. And Tim said that it was basically just incredible for the church history that you learned from it. It is it is great. But, I mean, my, my kids have like, all right, that, that's yes, old. Because we, well, it, it's, what, 10 years old now it's, at least. my it's a little bit. My 11-year-old was watching it as a baby. So Yeah. We're, we're dating ourselves, Andrew. I'm not dating you. <laughs> Jerry says we're doing a 10 a.m. <clears throat> Zach says before the Rona, we had three services with the last service really struggling, but we couldn't figure out how to cut that last service. Now, when we come back, we're going to two services, and we're just hoping no one notices, which is a great point, Zach. What else are no. you cutting and hoping no Masks one notices right now? required and social distancing enforced. That's their safe service. Jim Pertle says our new 8 a.m. service is the <clears throat> biggest of our three, 8, 9, 30, and 11. Um. Stephanie says the audio is back off. It's it's. I'm just going to blame it on Andrew. I'm going to blame it on OBS. That's true too. We can it's that. we can blame it on OBS or my five below USB C cable that we're running things off of today. Everything is dependent on that cable. <laughs> it's from five below. You know it's good. <laughs> you know it's good. Jerry says still no student services yet. When when is youth ministry coming back for you all out there in youth ministry land? It's back for us. Yeah. We're, we're two weeks into youth group. I know it is we were, for you yeah, guys as well. We started back last week. I, th- I think it's really, and I know lots of churches are doing that. Like, oh, we're going to meet on Sunday, but all of our other ministries are still going to be Zoom. All of our small groups, you know, we're going to ask people to <laughs> but do all those. All of our other ministries are smaller than exactly. Sunday. Exactly. I'm really I, confused by I, that I, one. I don't know. There's so so much in this season. I'm like, that's that's the pastor's ego. And I guess as the senior pastor, I'm allowed to call that out now. When sure. I was the youth pastor, I wasn't allowed to. But so so much of it, I think, is I don't like preaching to an empty room, so... Who cares if the youth and then there's the whole kids ministry debate. I got off the phone with my uncle this morning, and they're back um, in just a couple of weeks. And for their first month, they're not allowing seniors back. They're only allowing young families back. <laughs> I like, that is that yikes. is a different approach. I don't know that I could. Uh, I mean, first of all, I couldn't get away with that. They're nor, encouraging nor, seniors to stay nor home. Nor would and I want to. And they're ramping up kids ministry and telling all their young young families to, to get here. Our first person through the door last week was our oldest member. Ours too, and like I, I get it. Like, how do you how do you say, hey, you shouldn't be here? Because if you want to be here, you have every right to be here. But Patrick says yeah. we started three weeks ago doing stuff outside. The kids are very distracted, but better than nothing. So outside youth ministry, I like it. Ronald Long says we're back this week. Sunday morning, kids and students start back up on August sixteenth. Oh, that just that is just so much. How has your socially distant lost. kids ministry been going? It's good. They're participating well they're kind of spread out we did hear from one of our families that we were expecting to have back this week that just with the virus numbers continuing to rise in florida they're going to keep watching from home i but, get it but we are sending out everything that we're doing so the youtube links to the songs that they're doing in kids worship the story time video one of our awesome awesome volunteers and her sister and their dog have been reading the bible story every week cool. as we were doing online church mm-hmm. and so 
the kids love story time with Freddy. That's the dog's name. I love and it. And so they have continued to record the Bible story, and so we play that in the kit. So it's very video driven with then some like wiggle worship and games on their. Does everyone stay squares. on their spot? Yeah. yeah. Wow. You know, some of the little the littler ones need a little bit more reminding, but for the most part, it's it's, for the most part, everyone is doing exactly what they should be. Jonathan says started three weeks ago, but it feels like I'm starting all over building a youth ministry from scratch. That's so is that good or bad? In some ways, maybe that's good for a lot of us who just needed a fresh start, needed to get rid of a few things. And for some of us, we're like, no, 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 no. We had some momentum going before the Rona hit. Mm -hmm. And now it feels like we're shot. Going back to what someone said before, what are you doing away with with, and just hoping people won't notice? Yep. You like snuck in a paint job. Behind, like mm-hmm. right behind the stage, mm-hmm. and we just snuck in a paint job. We're having modulars removed. We're yeah. getting a new roof next week. People are actually noticing, though. It turns out I some would, of my meetings this past week had to do with some of the things that have been going on. Just making sure everything's okay. Just making sure you're aware that we we notice what's happening here. Mm-hmm. I get that. I. All good things. People are, are yeah. excited about it. They just want to make sure they're they're in on the loop, and, and I totally I get I, that. I get it. We are having our congregational town hall meeting on June the 28th at 5 p.m. in our worship center to update everyone on all of these fabulous changes. I love that, it. That are in store. I love all these fabulous changes. When's the last time you guys had a, a – do you guys do an annual? March. We had an annual meeting in March. This is our mid-year. We do two a year. We don't. We do. Our people care. Our people care, but there's enough of them that – or there's – we can we – can, Get to each and every one of them. Fairly you guys just uh, hang out for a few minutes after service. We'll, yeah. we'll talk. Yeah. Also, our people get to. We have one service, not two. So all of our people are together every week, yeah, and we sixty or seventy percent of our people, not now, um, are in the fellowship hall after church every Sunday for our fellowship hour with delicious treats. And oh, do I miss it oh so much! But don't you have another church in your fellowship hall? Right now, now we do. As of yesterday, we have another church in our fellowship hall. Two churches for the price of one, um, or the price could. of one and a half. You could. You could come and. Join our service at ten, and then join theirs at ten at eleven thirty if you wanted to. How did it go? Did you talk to the pastor? Um, it went well. Good. We, I was, you know, we we try to have one church member or staff member around if somebody else, which probably won't be the case for the whole summer. But for the first week, I stuck around just to make sure if they had any issues that I could be here for it. I also walked up to Cafe Vino Tinto and got a blueberry lemon waffle and a delicious iced coffee. Mm. And as I was walking back, they were, their service was letting out, and someone came out our office door, and I was two blocks away, and I heard, You knew it. <laughs> that door alarm our, is so loud. Our online audience two, knows it well. Two blocks away, and I could hear it. So we should probably control that. But it went it went well. We got Good. some some feedback from people in our church before they had met, just saying, like, wow, you know, the chairs are pushed very close together in there, and you know, people were concerned that we've done a, a good job of being safe and and keeping social distancing. And there was concern, you know, is the church that's meeting in there? And so I was able to get some some kind of good pictures of, hey, here's what they're doing. And yes, there's a lot of chairs in there, but that's because they're only using about half the chairs in there. And so they can, you know, socially distance. So it's also it's the rest of our chairs that aren't set up in the worship center. So right. being that we're ones. being that we're spread out and using other rooms. Mm-hmm. They could either have random stacks of chairs creating fire hazards, or they can spread out and not use all the chairs. All so right. it was 
you know, the, it went great. I Good. think they were excited. I know they were excited to be able to meet together. There were people in their church that had not seen another person from their church in three plus months. Wow! So that was really exciting just to see the joy on everybody's face. But I love it. It's good. Rebecca it's Jamie good. Height says, "Our youth group came back with power. Kids are worshiping like never before. I see such an appreciation from them. I think that's what many of us are experiencing at church. People just excited to be back in the presence of other human beings." Steph, is that a is that a Gilmore Girls? Yes. Okay, that's it what is. I Melissa wants to know: Will Taylor be at your town hall meeting? That's several. It's a, it's a Gilmore Girls reference. That's what I thought. It's only one of the greatest shows in the history of television. And if you loved your wife, you would watch it with her. It's on in the background every single day. So I've I've skimmed it quite a few times. I am Team Jess. Why? Just just because I don't I don't know what the other Do team you is. Want it's the your only daughters team I know. to marry dropouts. Steph, are you Team Jess? She might no, be. The, the only one that does something with his life. Patrick says uh, Fellowship Logan Power. does something with his life. He spends his dad's money. <sighs> as long as you're not Team Dean, that's all that matters. Patrick's wondering if that's the one you just told us about in church history. Do you have... <laughs> no, not that kind. <clears throat> not that kind of Fellowship Power. That would uh, go against some of our bylaws, but it would make for... An entertainment. Stephanie Miller says yes. Mark? Team Jess! Wow. Exclamation mark! That exclamation would mark! Certainly explain your choice in men. <laughs> well, there you have it. Oh, wow! Stop. Wow! Mike owns all the seasons of Gilmore Girls, as do we. We we still own them on DVD. We don't watch them on DVD. We watch them on Netflix, but we still own them on DVD. Nobody so, watches them on DVD, Andrew. I'm sure someone does. Maybe. Yeah. No. Yeah. See? Jonathan says Team Logan there in the series, Team Jester. Did you? So were you a fan of the Year in the Life? I don't think anyone was an actual fan of Year in the Life. It happened. Um, did you hear Dylan say that his cousin was in a Year in the Life? That's impressive. He was the one behind the Wookiee. Mike says his wife listens to the Gilmore Girls podcast. The Gilmore Guys? That's a great podcast. Mike, uh, good to hear from you, buddy. Mike and I chat several times a week. He's a Jacksonville Jaguars fan mm. who's in a different city right now. Appreciate you, Mike. I get it. There aren't, there aren't many of us, so we I have was to. A, I was a Buccaneers fan in Dallas for four-plus years of my life, and let me tell you, I'm glad that I went to seminary with Javier Sola because that meant that there were two Buccaneers fans in Dallas. It was great. Wow. It was wonderful. Hey, we've got a lot more to talk about, and by that I mean we have no idea what we're talking about. But first, we have show notes. We've got some things to <laughs> we've got some things to tell you, Tim. Mainly, we want to talk about our friends at Digital Youth Camp. Digital Youth Camp. I was not given the copy, but you know what it is, Andrew. Do you have anything to add? Uh, the church isn't going to camp this summer, but camp is coming to the church. There are some other words in there that we could be reading, but I, again, did not give you the copy. But I do know that if you use code DYC2020MAM, as in morning after ministry, you get $50 off for your church. It is a wonderful week of everything you need, and some churches are using it for other things as well. I've heard of churches that are using it for, hey, here's eight sessions. It's going to be our first eight weeks back once we can gather. Um, it's Churches are using it for missions projects, sure. for, hey, the youth pastor can actually be out doing the missions projects with the students and not have to create a message for their mission trip every night. I think it's a beautiful idea. DYC, DYC Digital Youth Camp. Check them out. DYM University, hashtag train your team. Instant, instant 
on-demand training for you and your leaders. Get everybody Snap. on the same page, everybody speaking the same language. It's amazing. If you aren't using it, you should be. Give Central. Centrally give. Easiest and fastest way to collect tithes and offerings, registrations and payments, any way you need to collect funds for your ministry, Give Central's the way to do it. Andrew, did you know that we are a proud, 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 very proud part of the DYM podcast network? It's an ever growing, ever expanding network, and we just want you to jump in, check out the Sherpas. They've got some great content going on right now. They do Sherpa shorts over the summer. Ooh. So there's more shows, but shorter shows. And oh, I thought it was the Sherpas in shorts. They might be wearing shorts. I don't know what they're recording in. I Sherpas, think. are you out there? I, I think that you should check out the Sherpa shorts. I love it. Again, back to our show notes. Where I, can you guys not see that? Does there's, that just look like invisible ink? There's a whole lot going on that we're discussing this week, Tim. I walked in at 10.58. You it did. very difficult to get set up in time. It's probably why it looks the way it looks. I just didn't have time to tweak. Two minutes typically is not as much time as it takes. Tim, are you? did you steal your mom's car today? I'm seeing a Lexus key on your keychain. Uh, we are house-sitting for my parents for, I think it's 10 days. We started just a few days ago. We hosted home group on Friday. I'm having some of our staff over tonight, and my kids are staying up to ungodly hours and hopping in the hot tub at midnight. I guess I was not given an an invitation. Stephanie said, do we need to invite the Larsons over? And I said, I don't know. We have a pool. They have a pool. Like, I don't know what the... We we have a pool. We have a water slide. It's not a real water slide. It's an inflatable water slide. It's a good water slide, though. Those are fun. It turns out that if you weigh more than 175 pounds, you shouldn't use it. No, definitely not. That's what it says on there. I weigh more than 170 pounds. Really? 175 pounds. I've used it a few times. Stephanie says, Tim took me to Stars Hollow and we kissed in the gazebo. He loves me. Andrew, have you taken your wife to Stars Uh, Hollow? No, but I went with Ken Leslie. Doesn't count. It was pretty great. Doesn't count. It was pretty great. Also, Stars Hollow is also Rosewood if you're a Pretty Little Liars fan. Throw that out there. It was also several other shows. Uh, I believe there are some shameless happenings in the same lot as well. Same lot, different part. There's one that's like the Any Town USA kind yep. of lot, and that's what Stars Hollow is. It's great. It's a magical, magical place. The tour guide was driving a little trolley. He's like, here's this person's house. I'm like, wrong house. You got it wrong. It was bad. It was a good day. We were supposed to go to Price is Right that day, and we didn't, but we can't talk about that right now because Tim will start crying again. I went to Price is Right. You did go to Price is Right. I was on the show, had a blast, did not make it up to Contestants Row. And you had us all thinking you were on Contestants Row. I played a dirty, dirty trick. It was awful. And it went for like weeks. People were so excited to watch that episode. And then you were on the screen for three seconds. Well, we we just happened to buy a van during that period. And many people actually thought we won (laughs) that van on the Price is Right, which would have been awesome. That would have saved you a lot of money. You would still have to pay the taxes. Still would have saved us a lot Calif- of money. California taxes, Ouch. too. No, that would not have been good. That's not good. Andrew, I've got a question for you. I'm ready. When a, ready when a new answer. family starts coming to your church and, yes. they, and they reach out to you, hey, we'd like to have um, you know, some, some face-to-face time mm-hmm. with the pastor, how do, you, how do you respond? I First of all, I've given them a mug. Ooh, okay. It's somewhere back. Let's say we're, we're past, okay. the, we're past, past the, the first. You're past first. the visitor gift. Sure. Uh, my visitors get an email from me within 36 hours okay. um, saying, hey, I'm Andrew. I'm so glad you were visiting with us. I would love to take you out for coffee sometime and answer any questions that you might have about our church and the ministries that we offer. I love it. And so the invitation is out there 
almost immediately for anyone that visits and very rarely am I taken up on it. it really? It's my feelings. Oh, I'm surprised by that. You're I a like, lovable guy. I, I like to buy things on the church card. Tyler says his friend won a Ford Mustang on The Price is Right. And that friend was not me. I did not I don't know that. that a Ford Mustang would make a lot of sense for you and your family situation. I would have cashed out. Yeah, I think you got to cash out. I would have cashed out. one time, out. my friend Michelle, he was on The Price is Right. Is this a real story? And he won an RV. Oh, boy. And... He was like, what am I going to do with an RV? I think I know where this And then they were like, well, you could just cash out. And he was like, wait, this is like a third of the giant number that you had flashing underneath me. And so he took the RV, even though he had no use in it and he was going to sell it separately. He had it delivered to his place of employment. Oh, boy. His boss was not very excited to have the RV in front of the bed and breakfast. And it was just, it was not good. It was not is good. Is this similar to the story you told me of when you were visiting your family in Africa? I've never been to Africa. I think you said you were on a safari. There was a really bad accident. Your dad was trampled. No, that was an episode of The Office. Oh, okay. This is different. Okay. The people that know, they know. For instance, Stephanie Miller, she gets it. I'm, I'm assuming it's a Gilmore Girls it's reference. Gilmore Girls uh, Jeff says, guy I went to college with won the showcase show on The Price is Right a few weeks ago. What? Gosh, shouldn't even mention this. I would have loved that. So, Tim, you're asking that question for I'm specific just, reasons? I'm just curious. I, I really am. I'm, we're, we're still working on our assimilation process and what that looks like for new families. So I don't know what you're doing in your youth ministry world, your big church world. Um, I want to get better at it. We typically have a handful of folks fill out our first-time visitor card every single week. We've been seeing first-timers mm-hmm. anywhere from, from six to eight first-time people every single week. Sunday since we've been back so far, think, which is two weeks. You know, in, in youth ministry, it was a little bit easier because you're like, hey, you're new. You know, you, yeah. you pull the snap barcode or what do they call it? QR. I don't know. What do we call it? I don't know what kids call it, but you know, you follow somebody on the socials and then you're kind of in with grownups. That's a little bit weird and creepy. And right. so I just, I put the ask out immediately like, hey, anytime you want coffee, anytime, well, whatever. That's good. Um, I'm just how much hit, how much should you as the senior leader do, and how much should you delegate? Because I've been hearing that a lot lately from some of my church people. Tim, you can't do all of the things. So you're right. You what are some of the things that you're delegating, Andrew? You can't do everything, but there are some things that mean more if they come from you. I agree. So, like our air conditioner getting repaired, I'm not working on that. Good. Uh, you know, there's there are things that other people can do better than me or more efficiently than me, and there are other times that the message or messaging coming from the pastor would mean more than, Hey, I'm so-and-so and and I volunteer to email all the first time visitors. Sure. So I think the first time visitor follow up coming from me and it's, I mean, legitimately takes an hour a month to copy and paste those emails. And it's like a, here's what we're doing. Here's what we're doing next Sunday. We would love to invite you back. I think I get that, but mine is like, what are steps three, four and five? So I I can do one, two and Mm-hmm. Three, but like down the like, what are at what point do you stop the contact, and then when does that delegation come in? Because like I, I went to a, a church as a first timer just a few months ago, just to kind of see what it was like. Mm-hmm. Filled out the card. I guess it's been about a year now. Filled out the communication card. Did you get a T-shirt? Um, Is it super soft? That church, yes. This was a different church, and I got eight points of contact in eight weeks. So I'm like, okay, that was that was mm-hmm. really cool. It was a different. It wasn't an email every week. One was a postcard. Yeah. One was a phone call. So I, and they're usually set up automated in some way. Yep, and and I was okay with that. I, I mean, is that I, too much? I think that's great if you're that kind of church. I don't think if that's what you want to get to, by all means. But what do you mean by that kind uh, of church? That sounded that, like that, a racist that, church comment. That was not a racist church comment. That was a bigger church. That's not a church of two hundred people. I see what you're saying. I'm saying for 
for you right now as a church of about 200 people. Are you churchist? I'm not churchist at all. I'm saying you can get points one, two, and three, and then sure. on a Sunday morning say, hey, have you met so-and-so, this person in the same life stage as you, visitor? And you whisper in that person's ear before you introduce them, hey, I'm going to introduce you to somebody Stephanie says, I love getting the question, so what ministry or Bible study do you lead when I meet a new woman in the church? (laughs) Do you play the piano? Well, that's not fair. I mean, your wife actually is on staff. My wife is on staff, but she's on staff because she kind of, we we needed her to be. She was never like, ooh, please, please find a role for me to play. It was, we needed a children's person. I was like, oh, hello there. Wife of mine with a minor in Bible and a major in elementary education. Sounds to me like you are perfectly qualified to lead our children's ministry. So is that the long-term plan, to have the pastor's wife leading the kids' ministry? Um, I don't think it's the long-term plan, but it's the— It is the the, what's working now. It's what's working now, and why change it when it's working? Oof. Dangerous comment. It is a dangerous comment. Ouch. But but why why change it when it's working for so, so cheap? (laughs) That's the the truth of the comment. (laughs) Steve and says to Stephanie, that still happens. Um, Steve, that, that does still happen. That absolutely happens. My sister was a church ministries major, mm. which is why she had to go back and finish a master's degree in reading education. Sure. But um, because she has never worked in a church since she was a church ministries major. <laughs> and at our very fundamentalist Bible college that we both went to— uh, the joke was, oh, so your major is to type a bulletin and marry a pastor? Wow. <laughs> and that was that joke did not go over well when she heard it. But No, I wouldn't imagine so. Yeah. To be to be fair, Stephanie is moderating our online presence right now, our Facebook and YouTube feeds, and she's been doing a great she's, job. She's she's a Killing great, it. great moderator. She's a great moderator. That's who she is. It's who she is. I've got nothing else to say this morning. You've got absolutely nothing I've else. Got, you know, we we had church. There was no coffee. I miss coffee. How's your James series going? It's finished. We finished James chapter five. When? Yesterday. Oh, well, we finished. How would I know? We're on the morning after ministry show. Well, you didn't tell us that you finished. So we your did James a five week series on James, and it was called Faith That Works. We are looking specifically at the faith in action passages. Love it. Throughout the book of James, and yesterday it was a faith that works is a faith that waits because Ooh. James 5, 7 through 11 talks about patience and not grumbling with one another when they get on your nerves, Tim. Stephanie says, it's insane. I tell them I do nothing. I share with them that one home group I'm active in and then nicely tell them it's full. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, our home group is absolutely full. Oh, boy. Is there like an application process if someone wanted to join your home group? Yes. There is. So on on our yeah we we get the applicants and if we have anybody drop out then we can add people. How do you guys add to your home group? Um, we don't. We, we're not in a home group. We just all fellowship together. So do you we meet with your all. church people outside of Sunday? Yeah, I have lunch with somebody. Bible like, studies happen here, right? Bible studies happen here, and that's partially because our demographics are a couple decades beyond yours in a few places, and so just the idea of the comfort level of we want to come and be here is still the mindset of a lot of people. So I would be thrilled if there were home groups meeting in homes. But right now, people want to come here, and we certainly have the square footage. You do. So no, why not do. Why I, not come and use it? I'm fine with that. So, yeah, we have Bible studies and small groups that 
meet here. Our home groups have been home grouping for a That's bit now, and I think they're going to continue to home you gave away two-thirds of the square footage of your church. We, we've given away modulars that were really Dangerous. Just, yeah. <laughs> that, were, that were dangerous. A lawsuit waiting to happen. My favorite part was the mission outpost, right? Is that where we did our mission trip meetings? Mm-hmm. And uh, yes. there was the one part of the floor that you could just like... Like, you wouldn't even have to jump. You could just, well, like, I encourage you not to step on that part of the floor. kinetic energy, and that's how I learned how to twerk. Hey, all of those modulars are supposedly going to be gone this week. We'll see. I can't wait. I would love to put the view back in Lakeview. Ooh, there it is. I was I waiting would also that. like to put the work back in my work week, Tim. Stephanie says, when people see five kids hanging off me screaming on Sunday mornings, they tend to stop asking yeah. questions. It's... That'll do it every time. I can't believe I didn't tell you this. This is I was so proud. When you say five kids, of course, I think of my hero, Jim Gaffigan. Also I quoted kids. Jim Gaffigan in my sermon Did yesterday. Did you really? I had a fancy slide and everything for it. Hang on. I'll show you. I, I screenshotted from my sermon. Here's uh, That was my Jim Gaffigan slide. Look at you. Mid, mid-sermon. Why don't you go ahead and read that for us? It, we were talking about anticipation, so I was telling you a story about my, my kids waiting for my nieces to get to their house and how... They were very excited about it, so I quoted Jim Gaffigan from his masterpiece, Dad is Fat, from mm. 2013. So good. It says, little kids love their cousins. I'm not being cute or exaggerating here. Cousins are like celebrities for little kids. If little kids had a People magazine, cousins would be on the cover. Cousins are the barometers of how fun a family get-together will be. And so I just I made a joke about how you know I, so I put a whole lot of time and energy into – finding quotes that support you know what i'm saying and sure you know i lots of theologians or, or activists and so i felt like it was fitting to share a quote from one of my true heroes and then i put a jim gaffigan quote up on the screen that's with funny. a picture of his face that's funny because i take my job very seriously and that's why and you preach sitting down that's why i preach sitting down and i don't cry like a little little girl i gave you the context for that you could see why that would be a bit emotional granted the prayer was a few minutes after that story but still your wife reached out to me, and she was concerned. Well. She was concerned. Again, I'm thankful she didn't send you something else. I look forward to hearing that story as soon as we sign off. So, Tim? Go get your work done. I don't know. We'll, we'll be here Do next you know week. What? Reach out to a volunteer. Say, hey, let me take you to a socially distant lunch. Ooh. This one's on Tim Miller. DM for his credit card information. Wait a second.